As you begin listening to this podcast, I have a favor to ask you. If you have young children, or really any kids who can hear what I'm saying, would you do me a favor and turn down the sound or maybe even go into a different room for a moment? What I'm about to ask, I do not want your kids hearing me say. Now, granted, they are going to hear it in one way or another, and that's why I want to talk about it with you, but I don't want them to hear about it from me. So is your sound turned down yet, or are you in a different place? Okay, fairly warned. Here goes the question. What do you do when what's in your head and in your heart doesn't match up with what's in your pants? Forgive my crass statement. It's not the way I like to talk. It's not the way I do talk. But friends, this is the way our nation's kids are being trained to talk and to think. Sweeping across our country is a so-called educational approach that, if it hasn't already arrived to your family and school, it's coming your way. At a recent teacher workshop for the National Association of Independent Schools, the teachers were trained in how to teach kids about their hearts, heads, and bodies. As part of their training, the speaker explained that students as young as pre-K are asked, quote, what do they feel like inside? Do they feel like a boy or a girl? What does their head say? Does their head and their heart and their body match up, end quote. Independent private schools that embrace and perpetuate this sort of training and teach it, well, they're lauded, they're praised, they get to keep their accreditation. On the other hand, parents who object to this sort of training, well, they're labeled, they're ignored, they're ostracized, and find there is not a thing they can do about it as long as their kids are in those schools. Think you're not going to deal with this? Think again. This issue, in one way or another, is coming to every American home. As families who follow Jesus, how do we respond to this? Do we leave this issue alone because we get labeled as Puritan parents? Or do we dive in? And how exactly do we dive in? What do we say to our little ones when, at school, they hear more about their crotches than their crayons? What do we say to our middle schoolers when, on the reading portion of their standardized school test, they have to read stories about absolutely inappropriate sexual relationships? What do we say to our college students when their grade in sociology class is writing on a paper they must write that validates and gives the socially acceptable solutions for the head-heart-body disconnect? How do we teach them? How do we influence them when everything in our whole world, from the time they're in pre-K, is trying to influence them the opposite direction that God's Word says? As Christ followers, we know that God wants us to teach and to train and to disciple the next generation. But quite honestly, when it comes to these really hard topics, sometimes it's hard to know where to begin. How do we approach these really difficult issues when we're labeled as hate mongers if we say anything in the first place? 
I've prayed about this a lot lately. In fact, I've prayed about this a lot for a while as I see our culture shift and groan and change. And I'm absolutely convinced that it is time for Christ followers to speak up. We have to start in our own homes with our own kids and our grandkids who are entrusted to us. With this as our goal, the Family Disciple Me ministry is going to dive into publishing some challenging, controversial topics this year. I'm well aware of the risk in this. I'm quite aware that I'm going to be labeled and that this podcast is probably going to get zero star reviews and we're going to get a lot of pushback as the Family Disciple Me ministry. However, I'm okay with that because if we're going to call ourselves Christ followers, then we must follow Christ and his word. We're going to start by ripping the pages out of the NAIS playbook. And instead of coming at the head, heart, body issue from a secular, sexual, godless approach, we're going to come at it from a biblical perspective. Culture, society, education, the media, they're all throwing so much at us and our kids these days. But Instead of starting with answering all the issues and disconnects they're dealing with, we're going to go back to the basics, back to the very foundations of what Scripture has to say in our own devotions, homes, and families. With Family Disciple Me, in the next few discipleship conversations, we're going to do a series that we're calling The Heart, Mind, Body Decisions. In these three conversations, we're going to talk about what God's Word teaches us about our hearts, about our minds, and about our bodies. The first conversation is about our hearts, and God's Word has so much to say to us about this topic. Then, after hearts, we're going to focus on our minds, and yes, God's Word has plenty to say to us about that too. And finally, we're going to talk about our bodies and how God the creator of our bodies would have us use them. You know, unfortunately, I know plenty of Christians who, as recent as five years ago, would have totally agreed that it's more important to follow Jesus than to follow our hearts. But today, because of the purported head-heart-body disconnect, they no longer say that it's most important to follow Jesus. I also know plenty of Christians who used to set their minds on things above, thinking about what God would have them focus on, renewing their minds according to his word. But today, because of the brokenness in our society, in our lives, in our culture, in our families, these Christians would agree that what's in between your ears is more vital than what's in the pages of scripture. And well, when it comes to body, Christians are living more and more lascivious, sexually promiscuous, immoral, unbiblical lifestyles than ever, and they're chalking it up to following their hearts. Ah, friends, this ought not be. I'm not suggesting we get to control all of this, but I would like to challenge all of us that we can bring clarity to the issues, at least in our own homes. While our world is giving kids worksheets and school lessons about 
getting their heads to figure out what's in their hearts when it doesn't match up with what's in their pants, we choose to talk about obeying Jesus and loving God with all our hearts, souls, and minds, and strength. As Christ followers, we choose to follow Jesus before we follow our hearts. As Christ followers, we don't conform to the patterns of this world. Instead, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds, thinking about things that are pure and honorable and lovely and good, setting our minds on things above. And as Christ followers, we choose to control our bodies, not let our bodies control us, because we want to live pure, holy lives, offering ourselves as living sacrifices to the one who created us in the first place. In a world that is so chaotic and mixed up and confused, we can proclaim God's truth about our hearts, our minds, and our bodies. You can find the link to the first discipleship conversation about heart in the show notes. And by the way, in the show notes, you can also find the link to the article that I cited at the beginning of this podcast. There's a lot more to come. I'm actually really excited and prayerful about it, but we're going to keep this one short and go ahead and close now. As we do, I want to pray a prayer for you from 1 Thessalonians that seems so apropos to this series. So, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says this, May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, friend, go with God. Be encouraged about who you are with Him, in Him, and for Him. Go talk to the next generation and begin to teach them the truth about these things from God's Word. Until next time, may God bless you, all of you.